Hey y'all, this is John Lint with the BB&J Podcast. Um, today I'm just going to get started right now and we're talking about um, developing branded content on social media. So to some extent this is for your business page, I mean, but uh, your business page should be nothing but branded content, I think kind of by definition. and most most people do recognize that um if it's not that's a big problem you know you can have stuff that highlights your your staff i mean you need to highlight your staff you need to reckon because you need to recognize the work that they're doing and um just showcase how excellent your team is uh people care about that and your staff will appreciate it but for personal profiles, people don't always um, understand the importance of having those and having those uh, configured more effectively for your audiences. What do I mean by this? If someone wants to work with you, they're probably gonna look you up. And, um, might they might they find your company site and go through that? Yeah, but a lot of times they'll look you up on Facebook because they they're not buying a a product itself. You're buying a person. That is, you are buying working with the person, especially with something like marketing. It's not just about what programs you use it's about who's using it and they want to know that the person that they're going to work with is going to do a good job is going to care about their work um and that's really true regardless of what you're doing i mean people who work with an artist want to know that the artist is passionate about what they're doing and is you know up to date and and is mindful and, and has experience with with that kind of content, that genre. So when I say branded content, I mean content that fits your brand. For me um, and uh, the other people working at and with uh, BB Digital Lab, we primarily focus on uh, chronic pain specialists or chronic condition specialists. Uh, that means, you know, physical therapists, um, recovery clinics, you know, really uh, chiropractors, like very important work that, so um, that's something that we, we do care about. And like, I mean, yeah, we, we want to we market, but we're involved with that field because of the work they do. And I strive, and I know Bridget strives as well, to express that with the kind of content we're putting out on social media. So um, that doesn't have to be like every single thing I talk about is chronic pain, but I do um, share some content. I do post some content in that subject because, I mean, it, like to, not only for branding, but like, because I, it, I do find it engaging and interesting and important critically. Um, 
we also do a lot of work with realtors. So realtors are going to work, want to work with someone who operates in that space. That's the, the overall overarching lesson here. People don't like, especially with um, marketing, people don't want to work with a marketer who just happens to do some stuff in their field. They want to work with someone who works in their field who just happens to do, be a marketer. Um, I mean, the this, this same is true of, and I, I'm, I'm guess I'm using this as my analogy of the week, if you will. With an artist, um, if I, you know what, let's bring it all together. If I wanted to do designs for cupcakes and I had an artist, I wouldn't necessarily, I, I, you know, I want an artist, but I would prefer an artist who has specific um, experience with baking uh, or experience with doing that kind of thing before working in the uh, food stuffs or um, what was the term artisan foods the the design oriented foods space and I, I if I go to their social media profiles and I see that that's going to be a big boost in my considerations of them over someone else. Because if people have the option of choosing someone who is operating and has experience in their space or someone who has experience but, but not in that niche, they're going to pick the person with experience in the niche because they understand it. Critically, you can more effectively target their needs, target their desires, um, and address them in your branded content, which will garner more attention for those people. So if you, if I was selling, um, let's say writing implements or uh, drawing implements to artists, I would target specific needs of theirs um, I, I'll admit I'm not too much of an artist or a drawer or painter myself, but I would imagine that, um, like I, I remember washing your paintbrushes is a big thing after you paint and like you need to wash it right after or you can ruin the brush. Well, what, if I, um, had... If my if if I had uh, brushes that were were better suited for that, or like you maybe you could wait a little bit longer and they could still be washed. I don't know if that's a thing, um, but I could talk about that. I could talk about that pain point specifically, the thing that they worry about. Like I really need to wash this, or else it's going to be ruined. And in general, like taking care of the brushes. Um, I can talk about that, you know, five tips to um, increase the, the life, lifespan of your, your, your paintbrushes. They will see that kind of content, pot uh, potential clients, customers, etc. And they'll either consciously or unconsciously recognize that like you are addressing the things that they're concerned about and you're providing solutions to their problems 
So they're going to seek solutions to their more difficult problems. Um, you know, if, if I was, if I was doing, uh, I mean, I, I guess I do, you know, as I mentioned, the chronic pain specialists, I might talk to, I might put out some content um, about getting referrals and getting um, easy ways to get like referrals for, for the, for the doctors um, offices and people will see that. And like that, that is a big concern for a lot of medical practitioners. So they will be interested and maybe that's not the only thing that they have a problem with. Maybe they have a problem uh, with prospecting for leads or they have a problem with closing. They have a problem with uh, social media outreach. They're, they already know that I can provide some answers. I can, and I recognize the problems that they're dealing with. So they're more likely to seek me out. That is the power of branded content because it's not necessarily going to generate a sale the day of or the day after, but it's going to establish you as a credible, trusted voice and source. Um, one of the big reasons I do this podcast is to show those who are listening and watching that I have experience in the web design, in the digital marketing field, I have some solutions for some issues. And if there's questions that they have, there's a good chance that I can answer them. That engagement, that um, authority, you could almost call it like a, a brand authority, that's important. And the, the most effective, reliable, scalable, throw in 20 other adjectives, a way to do that is through branded content. So let's talk about um, cleaning up your existing profiles. I did talk about, you know, the, the brand versus non-branded. Personal content, content like, um, you know, making food. I, all the time, very often when I'm, when I'm cooking something, I'll, I'll record it. Um, or when I'm doing, when I'm taking care of the plants, I'll record that. Uh, and that's fine because it, it kind of highlights who I'm as a person, but that's not branded content. And you do need um, a portion, usually about 20% is the minimum. You can go higher, that's perfectly fine, um, of your content should be brand specific. So that means articles, that means sharing, that means, um, you know, connecting with personal experiences. That's all the good direction. If you have content that you wouldn't want your client to see, what do I mean by that? I mean, if there's a post or a video or a comment that you wouldn't feel comfortable sitting down with you, you, one of your clients and showing them, then you probably should get rid of that. That's the, that's, that's the cleanup. Um, and remember that well, if it's on the internet, they like, even if you post it, 
10 years ago, that could still show up. So just quietly get rid of anything that's inappropriate if you have to. Um, but like, if you have like on Facebook, if you have like thousands of posts um, and like 10, 10, 20 years ago are um, of you, I don't know, drinking with your friends, people aren't going to see that on their initial search. Most likely if you have a, like a playlist, a, a folder of just that, you might want to delete the folder. Um, but you don't have to comb through every single one. Uh, the, the, the first thing to do is just stop putting out that kind of content. Um, delete the most recent ones if, if, they, if that is an issue and then move forward. Um, so I have to mention Facebook. Regardless of what you're doing, regardless of uh, what demographic you're in, you should probably be on Facebook. People will look you up there. Um, there's so much that is like located there, all the pages, all the, all the people, pretty much everyone's on Facebook. So you should be too, um, because you're almost guaranteed to be able to reach potential clients through Facebook. Most clients have Facebook pages too. So that's, a, you know, liking and messaging those Facebook pages of clients or prospects is a good way to make that connection. LinkedIn, I think better to start it as soon as possible because that is your professional profile. LinkedIn is becoming much more of a social media platform. Um, well, I mentioned that 80, that 20% that branded content, you want to have that about 95% on LinkedIn, maybe ideally 100% because it is a, it's still a professional platform. And there, like, you can't, I would never post the meal that I just cooked on LinkedIn. That's not where it should be. Um, but do post. If you're not sure about how to post or you're not really feeling comfortable doing that, um, first of all, I would say just, you can just start by like going to Flipboard and sharing some articles. I do that. Um, second, interact with other people's content, share it, comment, you know, comment on their posts, like it. This is going to increase your engagement. This is going to make you bring you in front of more people more consistently with that brand authority being developed, brand development, right? Branded content. You're still getting involved with branded content. From there, it starts to depend on what you're doing. Um, I mean, like TikTok, if you're, um, I, I definitely do see people from like a lot of different spaces on TikTok talking about their professional stuff. Um, so it isn't a very unique platform to specifically engage with people in your niche. Um, I mean, you know, you, you can see like TikTokers who specifically talk about web design, TikTokers who specifically talk about, um, 
you know, prospecting and um, the, the different medical practices. Uh, I see people who are big on, um, you know, Fiverr or Indeed or a lot of those hiring platforms. So if you were really, com if you're comfortable being in front of the camera a lot and you're willing to put out a lot of content, by all means, go on TikTok. Um, people aren't necessarily going to find you from a Google search on there, but it can help build some of that brand and more critically, it can provide you another avenue to engage with, uh, prospects and customer and clients who are on that platform. That's if you're kind if the kind of customers and prospects you have are on that platform. If I was targeting, um, let's say, if my target demographic was um, retired people, 70 or older in the Midwest, I probably wouldn't use TikTok for that. Uh, Facebook would be the way to go. Facebook's always kind of the way to go, but be mindful of like where, where your target audience is. is. So if you are, um, if you have a lot of people on Twitter, then go on Twitter. If there's a more niche specific social media platform. Um, so if I was doing cupcake marketing and there was a specific platform used by people doing cupcakes and cupcake designs, I would get on that platform. So doing research on your niche, on your demographic, includes social media. So one thing that I do when I'm reaching out to, to prospects, especially, is I'll ask what social media platforms they're on. Because that gives me an idea of what social media platforms I should be on. I always hear Facebook, and then a, a, you know usually a few others, maybe sometimes YouTube, depending on the kind of video content. YouTube's a great place to house content. The way the algorithm works and all that, um, Unless you're looking to become a YouTuber, I wouldn't say that you should be focusing too much of your time and resources on YouTube, except like as a repository for your videos. Um, if you are wanting to become a YouTuber, that's a completely different matter. But I mean, one option is like, I don't know, like, like uh, I know beauty gurus are big on YouTube. Like that's a big content right now. So if you're targeting them, then YouTube makes sense. Then you, YouTube makes sense as content. Even then a lot of them are on Twitter and you're gonna be able to more directly engage with them on those platforms. More than anything, be where they are. Be, on the social media platforms that your clients are putting out that branded content. And be aware that the percentage, the ratio of stuff, of personal, professional, branded, varies based on platform. In general, though, you do need about a fifth of your content to be professional, branded, target specific. As I said, I mean, I did give an example with LinkedIn of that's not always the case. So figure out the specific ratio. Um, one fifth is, is usually good. 
So I kind of I, I kind of transitioned into what kind of content you should be putting out. Um, so yeah, professional, branded, gave you some ideas. Uh, one thing I did mention though was documenting your success, your successes and your, your journey critically. So why, why do, why do, why are um, the weight loss, why, why is weight loss content so popular? Because it's weight loss. It's the journey. Like before I weighed this much, I started doing X, Y, and Z, and now I weigh this much. Now I, I, I feel better. Um, or what have you, or, you know, people going to the gym and getting muscular. Um, like, I mean, you know, when I started working out, I was doing, I was doing a bench press of 25 pounds on each side. And now I'm at uh, 70. So people want to see the journey because I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, from a book that I really enjoyed called The Book Thief by Marcus Zusak. Um, but the idea is that the end is contained within the beginning. People know how it's going to end. And that's because that's not the, the interesting part. The interesting part is how you get there. So people want to see your journey um, to, you know, like from some plucky young college graduate to someone putting out um, like working left to right all, the, all these small projects to landing your big deals to booking those million dollar clients people will be rooting for you not everyone's out to get you people enjoy seeing others succeed and like that I mean, that's that's why there's so many shows out there that they don't just have the season finale. Um, I mean, imagine if like all those um, HGTV, you know, renovate renovation shows were just, here's what it looked like, here's what it looks like now. That'd be so boring. No, it's about seeing them interact with the clients. It's about seeing the um, building that that, that image and executing it and the work that goes into it um, of creating that, that dream home for, the, for, those, for those clients, that's something that, I mean, it's a great example of how important the journey is and documenting the journey. <laughs> what is a documentary? A documentary is a journey. You know, March of the Penguins, one, uh, a wonderful documentary it is the march it's the journey through the seasons it's not just here's what they started here's where they're at now it talks about the struggles that the penguins have along the way it talks about the transitioning between the different seasons um that is very important regardless of what you're doing i mean that's why video is so great because like by definition it's not just a still image it, it's it's like with all my um, cooking content, it'd be like if I po posted, here are the ingredients, and then I posted the result. Like, what is that? That's like, okay, 
versus here, okay, so I'm making stir fry. So, so let me start heating up the oil and I'm, now I'm throwing in the veggies. Now I'm throwing in um, the mushrooms. Now I'm throwing in some tomatoes and mixing it up and adding some soy sauce and you know, seeing that, that journey and seeing the cooking um, is, is great. And it's a great way to put out a lot of content of that, that, of documenting that journey. So as I said, documentation is the biggest, easiest way to get branded content. I mean, I, you, can, you can post articles and share stories, but easy, quick, reliable, scalable, sustainable way to generate branded content is by documenting the branded things that you do. So if I go to, um, as I mentioned, a lot of work what I do is with um, chronic pain or with medical practitioners. So uh, every year, not this year, unfortunately, uh, but Johnny Logan has a, a kind of like health and wellness thing, uh, event where a lot of people come in um, and are able to kind of see these, these booths of uh, various medical practitioners and kind of get an idea of, you know, exposure to a lot of um, approaches to medicine, types of medicine, um, treatments that they wouldn't necessarily be aware of and get to have that one-on-one face-to-face interaction um, with medical practitioners in an environment where they can finally ask someone who like can provide them with solutions. So like I have had, I've had this thing in my arm um, or, you know, realizing, Oh, it's not just that it's been getting darker. It's that my, my vision's getting worse. <laughs> um, that is going to that, attending that, either as working one of the booths or, you know, go or just simply going as a guest um, is good documentation because it shows that you're active in the community, that you're interacting with people. Um, with COVID and quarantines, uh, doing those in person events are, are still are more challenging, but you can document um, the different videos you've made, document the, the specific things you've done. Don't show too much behind the curtain. Uh, I'll admit I'm, I'm guilty of that at times, but showcasing and highlighting what is just awesome about your work. And I mean, I would hope that some of the things you do, you find awesome. And it's okay to be excited. It's great to be excited about what you do. People want to know that the person that they're trusting their social media with, trusting their company with, actually enjoy the work, actually enjoy the field. So I gave you kind of a lot of different things to do. Um, But before you go searching your Facebook posts back when you were in middle school, let me give you some, let me, let me close this podcast with some doable, actionable items 
that you can do to get started with this process of creating branded content. First thing is make sure that you are on social media. Make sure you're on these social media platforms that your clients are on. Um, if you, and if, if you want to figure out what they're on, you can just go to their website. They, they'll usually have social media listed. If not, find someone that you'd want to work with and then look them up online. You'll probably, will probably be able to find what social media they're on. Um, if the company itself isn't, look up, you know, the, the people who work there. Look up the boss, especially. See what social media they're on. So you can't, you can't distribute any of this branded content if you're not on the social media platforms. I, you know, I, I could find, I, I could put thousands of posts a day of super branded content on MySpace, but if I'm not targeting bands or musicians or people who are really into music, I'm probably not gonna reach anyone. And all that work is gonna go, be for naught. Find the social media platforms and get on them. That's the first step. I'd say the second step is start engaging with content that's in the brand. You might not know exactly uh, what to share, what to post, but you know an easy way to find that out? Look at what other people are doing. Look at what other, um, like for me, I would look at what medical practices are, or kind of content they're putting out. Um, I'd look at what the people in that field are putting out. Try to find medical marketers. See what kind of content they're putting out. Get an idea of that. And start, start engaging, commenting, sharing that content. So make the site, make, make the pages, make the profiles. Start um, engaging with, con with branded content in your field and then start putting it out. Does it have to be, you know, a thousand pieces of content a day? No, but, and it, it, can, ju it, it can just start with sharing other posts, sharing articles, sharing events, especially, that's useful. Um, and just keep going at that. That's the start. Once you get that set up, you can move on to all the other stuff. But if those three things aren't accomplished, then you're not going anywhere with branding content. And on that, I'm, I'm gonna close up the podcast. Um, thank you so much for watching and or listening. You can leave us a questions, comments, concerns at bbdigitallab.com slash podcast. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, under BB Digital Lab. I, these videos and uh, come out weekly every Monday at 8 a.m. on Facebook and YouTube. You can also listen on Anchor, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, once again, I'd like to thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you all next week.